You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Willie Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. Viewers, amen. We welcome you. My God, I feel a praise break coming on right now. Amen. We welcome you. Amen. It's already been stated by Evangelist Clifton doing a phenomenal job. Amen. We love you at Yes Lord Ministries. My God, if you have not downloaded our mobile app, do so right now. That's right. Well, you have an iPhone or Android, download our mobile app so you can keep informed of what's going on at Yes Lord Ministries. My God, we're so excited today. Amen. Because we're getting ready to move into that season amen when they talk about christmas amen i know i know everybody you know have different thoughts on whether or not it was december the 25th or not listen the main thing is has he been born into your life my god hallelujah glory to god amen let's get ready to get into the word of god i want you to go with me amen if, uh to book of first samuel the book of first samuel chapter 1 verses 9 through 17 the book of first samuel chapter 1 verses 9 through 17 amen and once you have it amen you can say amen praise god first samuel chapter 1 verses 9 through 17 amen i want to encourage you on today amen and the reason like this i'll be reading out of the king james version so just in case you have a different translation at least you know that we're on the same block and it reads like this in my bible so hannah rose up after they had eaten in shallow and after they had drunk now eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the lord and she verse 10 was in bitterness of soul amen and prayed unto the lord and wept sore and verse 11 she vowed a vow and said "O lord of hosts if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid but will give unto thine handmaid a man child then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. Verse 12, and it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. My God. Verse 14, and Eli said unto her, how long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered in verse 15 and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hereunto. And here's verse 17. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition 
that thou has asked of him. Can I read that 17th verse again? Would you read it with me? Then Eli answered and said, go in peace and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition. And I want to talk with you in the time that's allotted to me from this subject, waiting in anticipation. My God, waiting in anticipation. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things. Zotarai reading his written word, hearing his spoken word, and receiving the rhema word. We should now begin to experience the manifested word and enjoy the fruits, prosperity, the success, the victory, the protection of his word in Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in Jesus' name. Give him a praise because he's going to do just that. Waiting in anticipation. Amen. And so as we begin to go into this lesson, I wanted to uh, just paint a picture for you in the backdrop so you can understand that Samuel's dedication, chapter 1, verses 1 through chapter 2, verse 10, Samuel's unusual birth was an early indication of the special dedication Samuel would have to the Lord throughout his life. Watch this now. Baron Hannah, Samuel's mother, prayed for a son. She vowed to rear the child as a Nazarite, according to Numbers chapter 6, verse 1 through 21, and the book of Judges 1. And so here, the reason why this is so significant to you and how relevant it is to you is because how many often, how many times have you asked God for something? You put a petition before God and you have not heard anything. You have not received, look like a answer that you were anticipating. It looks like you're in a waiting game or like in they have with airplanes in a holding pattern. But I want you to encourage you through Hannah today that when you are persistent and when you are determined that God is going to come through, Woo, my God, somebody said waiting in anticipation. So here, watch this now. So as we look at this scripture, we find here that, so the scripture says that Hannah rose up and after they had eaten. So in other words, her husband, Elkanah, it was required by law that the males, the man, would bring their families uh, before the Lord, you know, bring them to the temple. And so here, uh, Elkanah was doing what he was required because, as I stated, the law required that all adult Hebrew males to appear at the tabernacle or the temple of the Lord for three major religious festivals of the year, according to Exodus chapter 23, verses 14 through 17. And at this period of history, the tabernacle was at Shiloh, which was about 15 miles north of Ramah. Elkanah regularly attended the festivals with his plural wives, all right? I'm going to let you just let that simmer with you for a moment because I know, I know, I know you're only supposed to have one. Watch this now. But that culture, he had multiple wives. Anyway, Hannah poured out her soul to God in petition for a son. Now, why was this so significant? Because when you read the earlier part of the verses, uh, from verses 1 through verse 8, you find that there was the other wife was named Penina. Yep, 
I, I won't go there because somebody else's name might be somebody might name their child that. But anyway, Penina. So she was always nagging. She was able to birth children. So could you visualize if I paint this picture? Visualize this woman living in the same house, married to the same man. She's walking around. She's uh, showing that she's pregnant again. She already got a little one running around. She probably already got two little ones running around. And she's walking around as they're on the way to the temple because here's something else. Whenever you go to the house of God, you're supposed to bring an offering. Whoa. Are you with me? You're supposed to bring an offering. So watch this now. As we look at this, she had something to bring. But she was looking at uh, Hannah and like antagonizing. Y'all ever had somebody that you may not have had everything they had, but they wanted to show off and they wanted to prance around you and act like a peacock and like this, na 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 na. Look at me, I'm pregnant. I got all this. I got my own house, my car, all that. I'm mad now. You married now? Oh, you with me? I mean, they just throw it in your face. Anybody ever had? Has somebody, know somebody like that? And so anyway, could you imagine how this is being in close confines with somebody who you wake up, they nag it. You get ready to go to bed, they nag it. Through the night, they nag it, complaining, whining. Oh my God, woo! Are you with me? Let's come on back to the left. Come on, watch it. So anyway, we're back at this part of the text where Hannah... Whoa, thank you, Jesus. I feel a breakthrough for somebody. Hannah teaches us the importance that in the midst of you going through adversity, make certain that you don't allow what you're going through to distant you from being in proper relationship with God. Am I talking to anybody here today? You want to make certain that you maintain your relationship. Listen, it's wonderful when you can praise God, when you feel like you're on the mountaintop, everything going your way. But when you're going through a storm, when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a test, can you still lean on God? Can you still trust God for being who he said he is to you? God made a promise that he will never leave you nor forsake you, but he will be right there even to the end of the world. Sometimes God will posture us and position us where we get a chance to see how he is with us through that circumstance. My God, my God, I feel a breakthrough from somebody. So Hannah thought it enough clear to herself, and so was me. Watch this now. Hannah went away. Watch this now. Let, let me just, I'm, I'm rushing here. So watch this now. So the scripture says, that now as they're at the temple she's praying she's interceding that's another thing you there is no scripture that i found that shows where panana sought god mm. whoa what are you saying tarver i said there is no scripture where it shows that hannah was worshiping god that she served god don't think that everybody in your house, everybody on your job, everybody in your neighborhood that professed to go to church 
really are worshiping God. Some folks just go through the motion. Some folks just go through the exercise of it and go through the circumference of it to make it look like they are holy and righteous. But let me tell you something. It's not the clothes that you wear. It's not how deep you look. It's not how heavy your voice may be or how light it may sound, but it's in your relationship with God. And that's something that is required that you work on daily, study the word, meditate on the word. He got told Joshua in chapter one, as long as you meditate on my word, both day and night, you shall have good success. Oh, and you shall make your way prosperous all the days of your life. Oh my God, somebody said waiting in anticipation. Give God a praise right there. So the scripture says now that they're at the temple, Hannah is praying. And here's something else that Hannah teaches us if you're taking notes. Hannah says in verse 13, her, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. So therefore Eli thought she had been what? Drunken. When people don't understand what you're going through, when people don't know that you're in the midst of a storm because you don't display it, you don't put it like some folks on Facebook, some folks on Instagram, some folks on Twitter want the world to feel sorry for them. Woe is me, I'm going through. Listen, it's not to say that we don't experience trials and tribulations. Jesus acknowledged that in John chapter 10. He says, in this world, you shall, you will have trials and tribulations. But he said, be of good cheer. You shall over what? Come. Because why? I've already overcame. And when you are in right relationship with God, when you know how to reach Jesus, let me tell you, he promised that he will be right there. Somebody give him a praise break right there. So when Eli thought she was drunken, now, why would you think Eli thought she was drunken? Now, if you search back even further in the scripture, you find that Eli had two sons. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them, but his sons were defiling their office. They were laying with the women. They were the women that were supposed to be coming to the temple. They was making out with them. Are y'all with me? Well, I know we got children, so I'll just say it that way. Y'all got to research it if you need to. But they, they were doing things that were inappropriate at the house of God. And then they were threatening the people of God. Are you with me? So they were causing problems wherein God was displeased with them. But let's move on, move on. So Eli probably boxed her in and thought she was one of those women that had been taken advantage of by his sons. Woo, teach, Tarbert, teach. What are you saying? So I'm saying here, as we look at this lesson, she said, whoa, whoa, put the brakes on, Eli. Put the brakes on, Eli. No, whoa, I feel a breakthrough for somebody. She says, no, watch this now. She says in verse 15, no, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. In modern times, we would call that travailing. 
We will call that interceding. We will call that going into God. My God, am I helping anybody here? There comes times where you can't pray those cute prayers. Lord, I just want to say thank you. You're just so wonderful. You're just so marvelous. But there are times when you are going through, you got to say, Lord, I need you right now. If you don't show up, I don't know what I'm going to do. Anybody ever been there? God, I need you to give me clarity. I need you to speak to me. So Hannah shows us how she was pouring out and it gets to a place. I don't know if you ever been there or not, but it gets to a place in your walk with God where you got to just go in, close the world out, close your family out, close your surroundings out, and just lock yourself in with God. Say, God, I need you right now. I tried and I tried, and I just couldn't be contended until I found the Lord. My God, I feel my helper right now. And so Hannah, she poured out and so here's what I love about Hannah also. When she goes before God, she is very specific. She says, Lord, she says, God, your handmaiden. In other words, this is me, God. You know, sometimes it's not that God don't know your name. It's not that God don't know us. But listen, you got a lot of people going before God at the same time. And you, and not that God gets confused. He loves it, but he loves it when we become so specific in our requests. We're not just saying, well, God, I just need you to do something. No, she's being specific. And you might want to write that down. Learn the importance of being specific in your prayers. Be specific in your prayers. Am I helping anybody? And so she says in verse 16, count not thy handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I hereto have presented this before God. Here's something else you understand about her. Watch this now. She testified her belief of God's knowledge of her heart and desires. Listen, we, the scripture says, cast all your cares upon him. Why? God cares for you. Yes, we might have BFFs. We might have some boobs. We might have some coolos. Uh, I'm making up words now. We might have some people, confidants we go to, but there is nobody like our God. My God, you can tell him anything and we'll hear it again. Am I talking to anybody here? And so here, she's specific. And this is another thing, too, I need to point out in this lesson. Even though Eli was the priest and he was the set man of the house, he did not know everything. He did not discern her. And listen, I know sometimes people expect preachers, pastors, apostles, bishops, prophets to know everything that's going on. God never called us to be mind readers. There are some things that you have to speak and decree. 
Are you with me? And make it known. Now, there are ways that God do speak to his servants where he will speak a word of knowledge. He will speak a confirming prophetic word. But there, you got to know the times. And this is why it's important also for you to have a relationship with God. So when God speaks, whoa, whoa, thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing this back to me. Let me tell you why this is so keen for you to be grounded in the word. I was watching a clip of someone uh, just yesterday, I believe it was, and they were saying how that they were leaving this particular job and somebody gave them what supposed had been a box of affirmations. And so, you know, they thought people would give them gifts and all, you know, so they was, okay, thank you, thank you. But the Holy Spirit said, check out what it is before you start uh, attaching yourself to it. Here's what it said. I'm giving you a short version. The young lady said that, whoa, I know God, thank you for deliverance for somebody today. Somebody going to get a breakthrough today. My God, lift your hands. Let's take a moment. Give God some praise right now. Give God some praise right now because somebody's getting a breakthrough right now. The Holy Spirit is loosening your mind, loosening your spirit, loosening your soul from soul ties right now in Jesus' name. Somebody ought to give him a praise right there. Woo, my God, thank you. So she said what was going on, she says, watch this now. She says that when she looked at it, those were incantations of witches, from witches and different spirits and soothsayers. It was like um, talking about different, um, um, uh, Oh, God, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Watch this now. And so, in other words, it was words that if she were to confess, remember, uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So what you speak, it starts to come alive. Watch this. So has she begun to speak it, those words, that, in other words, that it was talk about death. It talked about sickness. We'll talk about being poor the rest of our life. Those kind of affirmations. The Holy Spirit said, throw it away. My God, I don't know who I'm talking to that this is relevant for. Somebody gave you something and they gave it to you as a gift. But and, and but the Holy Spirit, you've been nudging. The Spirit of God been nudging you and you've been feeling uneasy about this thing. Holy Spirit said, get rid of it. Mm -hmm. There's some little trickets that you put on your mantles and things like that. Holy Spirit, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Those little ugly looking things that you people think is cute, you know, little look like little elves and stuff. Get rid of it. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you hear coach shot say cold. All right, here coach shot Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody ought to give God some praise right there. So anyway, uh Eli didn't recognize it. But anyway, let's go here. So as we look at this text. We also find, even though Eli unjustly criticized her, Hannah, because she was so focused, she not, did not retaliate. Mm -hmm. she, not to say, see, I thought you was a man of God. I thought you know. I thought you was a woman of God. I thought you know. She just, she's been, whoa, thank you, Holy Spirit. You got to watch that. Sometimes the enemy will throw a distraction your way 
to get you off track. God's giving to answer your prayer, giving to respond to you, giving to send your prophetic word, giving to send the word of knowledge to give, become a GPS where you are right now to get you where you're supposed to be. And the enemy will try to throw a distraction to cause you to miss what God is saying. Somebody better help me preach today. Are you with me? And so here, prayer, watch this. Hannah lets us know that she was committed to her prayer her case to God. She committed her prayer and case to God. And watch this now. Now Eli begins to pray for her. Her prayer is heart's ease to gracious soul. So in other words, prayer will smooth the countenance as it should do so. None will long remain miserable who use a right the privilege of going to the mercy seat of reconciled God in Christ Jesus. Hannah's prayer, watch this now. And so we see here as this text, oh my God, I'm getting excited here. So intense was Hannah's silent prayer. Oh my God, that even though she was misjudged, and I don't know who I'm talking to that this lesson is relevant for, even though people may misjudge you, mis people may try to accuse you, people may try to talk about you, people may try to lie on you, stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. While you're waiting in anticipation, stay focused. Keep your eyes on God. Look to the hills from which cometh your help. All our help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My God, my God. And here, I found this. I want to share it to say when gain is hardest on the grid iron, or on the diamond, on the link, or on the court. It's when the game is hardest that you get your finest sport. There's no joy in easy battles and no victory in a game that is won without a struggle. And in life, it's just the same. It is when the going is heavy and the pull is all uphill and you have to work to conquer that you get your finest thrill. Hannah shows us that determination. She prayed. She vowed a vow. Oh, my God. In her intense moment, because in that culture of that day, if a woman did not have a child, especially a man child, she was considered cursed. But I'm here to tell you, oh, shall I? Watch this now. God is lifting the curse or somebody's life right now. Yes, somebody spoke it on you. Somebody put a charismatic curse on you, but the devil is a liar. We break it off of you now. We plead the blood of Jesus. We decree your freedom now. Freedom to praise God. Freedom to lift up your hands and give God all the glory, to give God all the praise. My God, my God, let me hurry here. Something you ought to understand about our God. His promises are divine and synopsis. The promises of God reveal his particular and eternal purposes to which he is unchangeably committed and upon which believers can totally depend. These promises are how forever, however conditional upon obedience on the part of believers. God's promises are irrevocable, 
He is absolutely trustworthy. Numbers 23 and 19 uh, says this, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it or hath he spoken it? Shall he not make it good? Titus chapter one, verse two says, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Hebrews 6, 13 through 18. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he swear by no greater, he swear by himself, saying, surely I will bless thee and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, Abraham, he obtained the promise. Verse 16, for men swear, they verily swear by the greater and an oath of confirmation to them and in and all strife, but wherein God willingly more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immobility of his counsel, his unchanging ability. My God, uh, he confirmed it by an oath uh, that two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, uh, we might have a strong consolation uh, who have fled for refuge uh, to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Uh, in Psalms 110, uh, verse 4 said, The Lord has sworn uh, and will not repent. Uh, Thou art the priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed, even from the days of your fathers. Ye are gone away from mine ordinances and had not kept them. But he says, return unto me, and I will return unto you, said the Lord of hosts. But he said, where shall we return? Oh, my God, I got to go. His promises, God has the power and the will to fulfill his promises. Isaiah 55 and 11, so shall my word. I'm talking to somebody who's waiting in anticipation. Isaiah 55 and 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Am I talking to anybody here? Is this word helping somebody? Romans chapter 4, verse 21, Paul said this, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. God is faithful in keeping all his promises. His promises stem from his goodness and glory. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, according as his divine power had given unto us all things 
that return unto life and godliness through the knowledge that have called us to glory and virtue. Verse 4 says, whereby are we given unto us exceeding and great precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped corruption that is in the world through lust. Watch this now. But God may confirm his promises with an oath, and God's promises must be received by believers, and they are received by faith. Galatians 3.22, but the scripture has concluded all on the sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. John 1.12, but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. My God, they are received as a close. Hannah shows us that the promises of God are received by perseverance and obedience. My God, we need to understand that successful men owe more to their perseverance than their natural powers. A man named Gibbon labored 20 years on his decline and fall of the Roman Empire. George Bancroft spent 26 years on his history of the United States. When someone asked Lyman Beecher how long it took for the completion of his famous sermon, The Government of God, he replied about 40 years. Everyone admires a determined and persistent man and woman. Marcus Morton ran 16 times for the governorship of Massachusetts. At last, he was elected by close majority, a single vote. Such persistence always triumph in the end. So as I close, I want you to understand that while you're waiting and anticipating, anticipation, your waiting is not in vain. For they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Woo! The joy of the Lord is my strength. And the name of the Lord God is my strong tower. When I get weak, when you get weak, Psalms 23, say goodness and mercy. You can lean to your left and mercy is there. You can lean to your right and goodness is there. If it looks like you're falling back, God got you. He's covering you. I pray you encouraged today. Hold on. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. But God is coming through for you. My God, my God, my God. Somebody give him a praise right there. Give him a praise right there. Give him a praise right there. Woo, my God. Waiting in anticipation. My God, my God. I pray 
that this word encouraged to empower you. Share this word with somebody. Bless them. Listen to it again. Go home. My God, I feel. Can I pray for you right now? My God, I want to pray for that person that said, I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to come back to God. I need to get my faith renewed in God. I was strengthened on today. I need God like never before. I need my cup to be filled with anointed oil. I'll lay God. I thank you right now. Come on. I want to pray with you right now. Woo! My God, lift your hands right where you are if you're not driving. Uh, if you're driving, pull over to the side. Uh, oh, my God. I, whoo, my God, my God. Uh, lift your hands. Uh, if you can't, close your eyes. Uh, but you don't have to. Uh, but I want you to join with me in this prayer. Uh, I'm asking every believer that's watching right now uh, as you were joining with us uh, as a prayer of agreement uh, for those that are praying for the first or fourth time, uh, but they made up in their mind uh, that they want to give their life to Jesus, uh, or they want to come back to God, uh, or they were maybe leaning, uh, look like on living on the edge, uh, but God is saying, I'm lifting you up right now. Uh, I'm encouraging you. Come on, pray this prayer with me. Woo, I feel a breakthrough for somebody. Lord Jesus, I thank you for encouraging me through your word, waiting and anticipation. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole. I want to have an assurance that I can always be with you and you will always be with me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins, but rising on the third day, giving me hope, giving me a grace and a new lease on life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth right now, oh my God, that I am forgiven and I am saved. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1-844-948-3895. Cash App Dollar Sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify, search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.